Hi, and welcome to Bliss This House, Home Organizing with Maria Grove. I'm Maria, your host. I'm a professional home organizer with years of experience tackling clutter and helping build sustainable organizing solutions in my clients' homes. This podcast will teach you how to have fun with organizing, build good habits in your home, and a little bit of design. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I wanted to talk about my low buy challenge, which has really come into my low buy just habit. I wanted to um, change the way that I used my credit card. I wanted to lower my credit card bill. (laughs) And um, I was really inspired by a YouTuber named Christina Maichas, who I've mentioned before on the podcast. I was uh, scrolling through YouTube and I was looking for minimalist interest and, um, you know, content on that kind of thing. And I found her low buy challenge and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Um, I didn't want to do a no buy challenge because let's be realistic, you have to buy things. Um, so, but the low buy seemed really interesting. And so the low buy, what it is, is you have to establish rules for yourself. Uh, you can buy some things, but you can't buy other things. And so I wanted to talk about, uh, my personal spending and what that means and how it might how my low buy spending might actually be able to help you. And I've worked with a few clients uh, talking about reining in their spending. You know, when you are a a big spender, you have a lot of influx coming in uh, and that's a lot of clutter coming in. That's a lot of boxes that you have to break down. That's a lot of uh, makeup. That's, it's just a lot of stuff. And uh, so if you can, really use up the things that you have before you buy new things. That's kind of the goal of the low buy. So you have to establish rules when you do a low buy. Uh, This was to rein in my personal spending and my spending on um, home decor. That was the thing that I focused on the most. I mean, I also spend on my kids and my groceries, but I wasn't going to stop buying groceries. I wasn't going to stop buying my kids' clothes. Uh, So I really decided to focus in on myself and uh, look at my own spending habits. So the things that I came up with myself, my rules were um, no jewelry, because man, I've got a lot of jewelry, (laughs) Um, no new clothes, no homewares, no decor, uh, no makeup, no blowouts, Uh, because I really was getting in the habit of getting like a blowout almost every week, like treat yourself, blowout time, Uh, no books, and less eating out. So let's let's break those down a little bit. Um, When I set myself the challenge of buying no new jewelry, I actually started wearing the jewelry that I already owned. Um, I was able to go through it. I was able to declutter a lot of jewelry that I didn't use. And I was able to focus on the jewelry that I already had and really wore it. And I've been enjoying it. Um, I really don't feel like I'm missing any jewelry. And uh, I set myself that challenge. I was away on vacation this summer. I saw a piece of uh, jewelry, a a necklace at a jeweler that I really like. Um, I was gonna buy it for myself and I said, nope, I'm on my low buy challenge. 
so I put it on my wish list, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, I'm going to ask my husband for that for Christmas this year. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a go around. You can ask for it for a gift. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it for myself. So I actually, with in the category of jewelry, I have done really well. Um, clothes, the same kind of thing. It, I, when I stopped buying clothes, you use the clothes that you already have. You, you curate your collection. You, you wear the clothes that you already have. You make more interesting outfits. You challenge yourself to wear your clothes. Um, you know, I will admit that I started this maybe about a year ago. Um, the clothes have kind of swung back. Um, I do buy a little bit more now. I'm not going crazy shopping, um, but I will add a piece here or there. Um, but that's mostly because I have culled down my wardrobe significantly and I know what I'm wearing. I know what I have and I know what I need. And that's all because of the low buy. Um, homewares is a good one. I really decided that I had too much decor clutter in my home. And um, I really needed to stop going to Home Goods, Home Sense, TJ Maxx. Um, as much as I love doing those things and just walking around and having, you know, Target tell you what you need. Um, it's very difficult to stay on a budget when you're doing that kind of thing because, you know, the joke is there's a $100 fee just to walk into Target. So uh, I really worked hard to change my habits and I decided not to go to those stores anymore. But then I also started going through my home decor items and really deciding, do I love this? Do I use it? Do I put it out? And if I didn't, then I was getting rid of it. I was putting it on free cycle. I was giving it to Goodwill. Um, and then I was really, as I like to say, I was finding the good stuff in my home. Uh, so I was decluttering and really honing in on my personal style. Uh, so that has been really great. Um, I will say that through this experiment, I've decided that one of the consumables that I find that I need are candles. And um, because I light candles all the time, I'm after dinner, I light a candle in the kitchen. There's a couple of candles going on. When I sit down at my desk, I light a candle. Candles are uh, something that I, I need. And I was going to like a home goods to get the candles. Um, so if I do go to a home goods now, it's because I have given myself a candle budget. I have $20 to get two candles. Um, and so I, I have given myself a candle budget and that's okay. In this low buy, you can set yourself some rules. Um, so makeup is one that has some rules attached to it. And one of the things that I wanted to say was, was replacement only. Um, and that has to go with my yeses. And one of my yeses was skin and hair care. And when you have consumables like skin care, hair care, the stuff you put on your, your face every night, um, you know, your, your special shampoo, you're not going to stop buying that stuff. And that's okay. Um, but set yourself a challenge that you're only going to get 
replacements. And with makeup, that was kind of the way that I approached that. I wasn't going to just go to Sephora and get a haul of everything that I needed for the season. Um, I didn't need that. I don't need new colors. Uh, I barely wear makeup as it is. So why am I constantly buying new makeup just because it looks pretty? Use the makeup that you already have. Use it up. And that's, that's kind of the overall challenge of a low buy, using up what you already have and before you buy new stuff. Um, blowouts was an easy one. That was, that was a, an easy one to just say, that's a superfluous, well, that's a hard word to say, uh, expense. And you have to just stop doing that. You don't need it. Um, I have lived 46 years on this earth and I still don't know what to do with my hair. I don't love my hair. Uh, <laughs> but, um, blowouts make it better. Um, but it was easy to give up. So, it's okay. I haven't had a blowout in a long time. Uh, I think that I'm learning how to do my hair on my own. It's okay. It's fine. You know, there's a lot of headbands and high ponytails. It's fine. Messy buns. Um, books was a little difficult. And again, it's the use up principle. I looked at my book collection and I realized that there were so many books that I had purchased, but I hadn't read yet. I had basically an entire bookstore in my home of books, fresh books that I hadn't even read yet that I had been stockpiling. So I challenged myself to stop buying books and read the ones that I already had. And then my other goal was to eat out less. And so I set myself the challenge of eating out lunch only twice a week instead of treating yourself every day. And so if you have this treat only twice a week, it actually is a treat. Uh, so, and you save a lot of money. So let's get into my yeses, the things that I uh, were non-negotiables for me. Uh, and, and you'll laugh. Uh, you'll probably think I'm incredibly vain. As I said, I wanted to keep my skincare and my hair care, and I decided that those would be replacement onlys. I wasn't going to stockpile them. I wasn't going to try new things. I was just going to replace what I was using. Um, and then I said, I still want to get my nails done once a month. I do get my lashes done twice a month, and I need my hair color done every six weeks. So there's a lot of upkeep for Maria. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of upkeep, but that's how I choose to spend my money. So those were the non-negotiables for me. So going into it, I did, as I said, have a candle budget. That was a consumable for what you might call like a homeware or a decor that I said, I really do love having candles. So if, I, if I'm going to spend any money on home decor, I want to spend it on candles. So I gave myself a small budget and I do get candles. So one of my tips is to examine your subscriptions. I have an app called Rocket Money and it charts it uh, my subscriptions. And so it also lets me take a look and be able to cancel my subscriptions. Uh, you might have subscriptions that you're paying $10, $20 a month for that you don't even know that you have. So that might be something that you can manage. 
I was paying, going back to makeup, I had a subscription for a company called Beauty Pie, which was a really cool company. I really liked them. Uh, it was a $10 a month subscription, and then I was paying probably between $50 to $75 a month on skincare and makeup. And when I decided to do this low buy challenge, I cut that out, but then I was still paying the $10 a month subscription because it just kept going. So I examined that and I said, wow, I'm still paying that $10. Let me end that subscription because I can get these products elsewhere if I need to replace them. I don't need to be getting new makeup every month. I'm, I'm on a low buy challenge. So manage your subscriptions, examine your subscriptions. You might want to think about going cash only, at least for a little while to, to see your money flow. Um, I was just putting everything on a credit card and then at the end of the month I was like, whoa, why is my credit card so large? Um, so yeah, think about budgeting maybe one section, uh, like eating out, say, I'm gonna spend $15 at lunch twice a week, so that's $30. And then you have, then you get cash for that, $30 cash once a week. And that's the only money that you have to spend on eating out. And then challenge yourself to stay in that $30 for the week for eating out. And then you won't overspend because you have the cash and that's only the cash that you have to spend. The next thing you have to do is find your why. I wanted to reduce my credit card. I wanted to reduce the friction between my husband and I every time my credit card bill came. I wanted to do better. I wanted to save for traveling. I wanted to save my savings for traveling and not use my savings for the credit card overages every month. Um, so I had a lot of whys. Uh, so you need to pick your why. And um, Another one is unsubscribe from emails. And that's something I've mentioned before. That's something really good for decluttering and organizing anyway. It's really good for time management. It's, it's really good for not spending. If you get an email from a vendor or a store and they're like, woo, we're having a sale. And you're like, woohoo, I'd love to shop and do that. Um, if that's the temptation for you, then you need to get off that email list. And it's pretty easy. You just click on subscribe and then boom, they don't send you emails anymore. Uh, a tip that I have is that if you're on a text message from a vendor, all you have to do is type stop and they'll unsubscribe you from the message system. Uh, it's really great. It's really easy. And it's just getting those ads out of your email inbox is really helpful. So for me, I had to face boredom and, and stress in a different way than shopping. When I was bored or I was stressed out, I would go to home goods. If I had an hour to spend to myself, I would go to home goods. If I was celebrating because I had a good day, I would go to Home Goods. If I was having a bad day, I wanted to cheer myself up, I would go to Home Goods. Do you see the pattern here? I was at Home Goods a lot. And then I discovered HomeSense, and then it was all over. And so I really needed to rein it in. And what was happening was I was spending so much, but I was also bringing in an influx of things 
that wasn't making me happy because I really do want my house to have less in it. So none of it was making me happy. The spending the money, the credit card bill at the end of the month, the, the excess stuff in my house, it was just this cycle and this pattern. So I had to get out of it. So challenging myself to this low buy actually has been very helpful. And it's been helpful for clients that I have been working with. You know, not everyone is a compulsive shopper. That's not why they get into organizational problems. You know, sometimes compulsive shopping is a problem. Um, sometimes it's a scarcity mindset and they don't want to throw things away. Um, sometimes you just shop a little too much and you just bring all this stuff in. But challenging yourself to a diet of sorts and stopping the influx from the online shopping, the in-person shopping, challenging yourself to do something different. So when I faced boredom and stress in different ways, I actually literally put down, wrote down a list of all the things that I could do that were free. And I was like, walk my dog, read a book, do some yoga, um, organize my house. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I just, I had to challenge myself to think about all the things that were free that I could do in an hour that I could face my feelings in different ways. Now, the final thing that I'll leave you with is the wish list. It's been a game changer for me. I really think that everyone should have a wish list. So my problem was when I was on Instagram or on Facebook, there would add an ad would pop up for the most adorable dress or the cutest sweater. And I would click the link and I would order it. And those $30, those that would, it would really pile up. And then suddenly my credit card would be over the limit, not over the limit, but, um, over my limit, over my personal comfort limit. And so I started clicking the link and putting it on a wish list on my phone and letting it cool for 24 hours a week. And what I found was if I went back to it in a couple of days, then maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I'll get that item. But if I forgot about it, then I just delete the item. Um, you know, like I was talking about that necklace that I wanted from that jeweler on vacation. I went and I got the link and I put it on my wish list and I'm going to send it to my husband for Christmas. I thought that I might get it for myself, but I really want to stick to this no jewelry wish list, you know, with no jewelry low buy. Um, I saw a really cute shirt on Facebook and I clicked the link. I got the link. I put it on the wish list. And then a couple days later, I'm like, what? why, why did I even think that was cute? That's, that's never going to fit me. That's not adorable. I, like, it's not my style. Like, I don't, I don't even know why I clicked this. So I deleted it. So there's something about that instant gratification of online shopping, that, that serotonin boost that you get from clicking and buying uh, that, that you can stop. You can really put a pin in it 
if you put it on a wish list and a wait list, if you just park it for a little bit, I think that's my biggest tip. If you can just park those feelings, uh, if you find yourself having a problem with online shopping, and I'm not saying I had a problem, I'm just saying it was too easy. It was, it was just that access was too easy. My credit card was already on the computer. It was like, click, click, click. I didn't even have to get up. Um, so put it on a wish list, let it cool down for a little while, come back to it in a couple of days and really reassess what you're thinking. And if you really want that. So that's my low buy. I really have been very successful with it. It's been over a year. I thought that I would do a low buy for a couple of months and get my credit card reset and then kind of go back to it. But my husband and I discussed it and this is kind of the new reality. Uh, I don't really buy jewelry. I don't need jewelry. I have tons. Like wh why would I get new jewelry on? I, I don't need books. I have tons. I have a wish list. If I read the books that I have in my house, then maybe I'll get a, a new book. Um, you know, so it's, it's the wish list is really the game changer. Um, if you, if you see something and you like it and you don't want to forget it, put it on your wish list. That feeds that serotonin. That, that really does help. Um, and, you know, have your nose have your yeses, have your rules, and definitely have your why. So if you want to talk about the low buy, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email or respond to this uh, podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Are you doing a low buy? Do you have questions? Do you think it would help you? Um, uh, it's definitely helped me. It's definitely changed the way that I shop. Um, HomeSense is very sad that I don't come every day. <laughs> so thanks very much for listening. I hope that you found this helpful and namaste. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, join my free and private Facebook group. In it, I offer exclusive content and unique ways to work with me. It's like having access to your own personal professional organizer. The link is in the show notes to so join today. See you on Facebook.